What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Wave Files. Of course, my name is DJ Branch West. On this week's episode, <laughs> um, I, I've known my guy for a very long time. He's an exceptional DJ, um, native New Yorker, moved to Atlanta, got it popping in Atlanta, moved to LA, got it more popping in, in LA. You might have seen him on the road with a few uh, important people over the years. Someone like Dave Chappelle. Yo, this is one of my guys, man. I respect this guy so much as a DJ and a talent. My guy, DJ Trauma. Trauma what, up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? How you feeling, sir? Man, I feel good. I feel good. You, you, you look great, man. You're looking, you're, you're looking healthy. You're looking wealthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm trying to look both. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I'm trying to make it look easy. Nah, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. I'm trying to make it look. I'm trying to make it look effortless. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Um, this COVID season has been a challenge for anybody with a DJ in front of their name, except for you and D Nice. How are you doing, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I did have a good quarantine, but I mean, you know, it was one of those things. It's funny because when quarantine hit, I kind of was just like, yes, I get a break. I had been on the road for like four months straight. And people kept saying, it's only going to be two weeks. And I was just like, that's impossible. It took China eight weeks with like, with them locking people in their house. For literally locking people in their fucking house, yo. They were like, literally like locking the door and not letting people out. And then, and I was like, this is America. People gonna not, People ain't listening. They're going to be doing whatever they want to do. So I was like, oh, I know this is going to be. In my head, I already knew. I was like, all right, well, it starts in March. It's going to be till like at least May, June. Right. That's what we all like thought. May, weeks. June. All right, cool. May, June. Eight weeks. I was just like, and then I was just like, mm, yeah, let's give it extra. You know, so I was like, okay, maybe it might be something in the summer. But man, it was crazy. So I kind of had already prepared. I think some people weren't mentally prepared for it. So I was already prepared for at least four months. I told people this and people thought I was crazy. Mm. And then like a month, like three weeks in, Live Nation was like, no more concerts until 20, 2021 summer, possibly. Right. But possibly not till 2022 And I said, oh yeah, for sure. So it's gonna be a wrap. But nah, but then I was lucky. I think I was lucky for in in, in a bunch of ways because a lot of my clients my corporate clients started like reaching out to me to do like corporate sponsored gigs and i like my management team we just got on the grind and just kind of created all types of lanes that i could do like streaming wise um with just all types of clients and then i got and then i just got really lucky that dave was like i'm gonna figure out a way to still do shows even in quarantine and really he just was doing it for his personal self at first. It was just like we just out in the in the field and we're just gonna try to, you know, test everybody, try to keep everybody safe. But you know, like the world has to the world has to go on and people really need to be able to like laugh and 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 just kind of get out of this like self-isolation. And he fortunately he lives like in a small ass town, three thousand people. In Ohio, and it actually ended up being like one of the best summers of my life. Like, 
like uh why is that um we 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 did Chappelle's summer camp and basically he our whole team came to yellow springs and we did shows a couple of weeks but like it literally felt like summer camp because because of covid we like ate together you know we were all staying in the same house you know we could we were all partying together because it was you know we couldn't do anything else we were tested we were in a bubble so then it's just like we just started coming up with all types of things that we could do to have a good time in the country we used to start doing we went kayaking like every week I, I saw that shit playing. on IG. I seen you in that kayak on IG. Oh my God. Yeah, we're doing that like every week. I mean, it, it was crazy because like as as the summer grew and people more people started coming down. I mean, sometimes we'd be kayaking to be like forty people, like rolling down in the kayaks, and you know, it, everybody. Listen, listen, people that look like us, I don't often see in the kayak, my guy. So were people comfortable in the kayaks? They were, they were all right. At first. At first, people were like, "Kayak, I'm not doing that." And then, and then, you know what happens is Dave would do it, and people would be like, "I ain't gonna try it." And then they get on it once, and they're just like, "Yo, this is life changing." Like, I'm I'm trying to do this every single time. Don Donnell Rollins, uh, you know him as Ashy Larry. He he started calling himself the River Ninja. He really like embodied the river. He started. He went shopping for for river shoes. He was. <laughs> Like got the, the got the river hat, the, the, the pant, like everything. Incorporated it in his uh in his comedy and his in his uh stand up. It was hilarious. But we had a good time. Like we did it, it really brought our team closer, so much closer. And we were already a pretty much pretty close team and it brought us even closer. Like we, we spent four months in Ohio doing shows. We did like fifty four shows, I believe. Wow. Um uh, I mean, we just did all types of country stuff. We, we were just like riding around at night in the back of the pickups. You know what I mean? Like, wow. <laughs> you know, like, or just during the day, Dave has a bunch of motorcycles and, you know, we were just enjoying the country, going hiking. There was a bike path, riding bikes, playing kickball, having game night. It really felt like a camp. We were all staying in the same. All staying in the same like two hotels, either the bed and breakfast or the hotel, so which were right across the street from each other. So it's like we were all together. It was just, it was a great summer. That's awesome, dog. That's awesome. It definitely sounds like some summer camp shit. Awesome. Oh, y'all got COVID over there? Fuck yeah, like that. I started, started calling it summer camp because it just felt like summer camp. We were just in there, like we were eating dinner together every day. <laughs> you know, there was nothing else to do there except hang out with each other. That's awesome, yo. You know, just that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so 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 if if I didn't make it clear, everybody, my man DJ Trauma is Dave Chappelle's DJ. Okay. Yeah. He he is the man that provides the sounds pre-show, after show, and sometimes during show. Um, you might have seen trauma. Wow, trauma, you've been with, with Dave since what, like 2014? 2013. 2013. Shit. Um yeah. Yo, Start tell the people. Years. Eight years in years, bro. Um, so yeah, outside of just a, a day of being a client, y'all are friends now. That's that's your that's your guy, right? Absolutely, for sure. Yo, that's crazy. See, see, 
people, what 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 my man trauma has is a rarity in this business. Okay, you find a client that becomes your friend, and you rocking. That's that's a great spot to be in. Um, yo, how how did you link? I, I already know how you link link with Dave, but tell the people the short version how how you got a chance to start working with Dave. Uh, well, what a, a chance meeting. Uh at the soul house in new york with one of my homeboys that i went to uh that i went to school with that i grew up with bumped into him and you know we were sitting there talking he managed at the time he was managing david banner and uh chad from the neptunes and a bunch of different people he was telling me what he was getting we were just chopping it up i hadn't seen him in probably like two years or so but we grew up together so we you know we were always like tight and then um maybe like two weeks later he hits me like yo Dave has a show at the Tabernacle in Atlanta. He has eight shows. Can you can you do them? And I was just like, sure, of course. And I'm thinking David Banner. David Banner, right? And I was in my head it was like, wow, David Banner is still hitting him like that. He could do eight shows at the Tabernacle. What year was this? Wait, what, what year was this? What year was this? 2013. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been cool. I'm like, oh, David Banner got eight shows. Fuck it. Yeah. Listen, even in the even. Most music artists, even at their at their peak, were doing eight shows at the Tabernacle. That's nah, like two thousand people. So I was just like, all right. So then um, I came, did the shows, and I didn't really, I had never met him before. So I just went by what I knew from the TV show. So I just played all the like, all the like hip hop shit, most Def, you know, like all the all Biggie, like Jay, like that's that's. I didn't really know him, so I just played all that type of shit. And he was right. like, and I didn't know that they, they were playing like the music in the dressing room. So he was, uh, like, was, oh, was getting the feed to the dressing room. He was he was seeing what you're doing outside. I got yeah. you. So then he was like, yo, you rocking. So then like over the time, like I would take him, I was taking him out to the clubs, you know, you know, taking him to, you know, Atlanta was my town, Bay or Atlanta. So I used to just, I took him to all the places I think he would, you know, have fun at. And he was just like, he appreciated it. And then like after that they left. And I, you know, I, I was like, yo, if you ever need me for anything, of course, you know, I, even then I was like pitching to like, yo, if you need me, I'll I'll go on the road. Like, cause at the time I was like, it was like a time where I was in between tours. Like I had been with like Sierra, Sean Garrett, I had done a little Monica stuff, like, but at that time I was probably like at home probably for like a year mm-hmm. and doing radio again. And I was kind of like ready to get back on the road back on the road definitely was definitely was always kind of like you know if you ever need me and then like one time then they just called me out of the blue like yo can you come to vegas and do this after party and i was kind of like no let me let me go back actually before that he had a bad show in connecticut and Uh like i just happened to hit the tour manager and they were like yo can you come back out tomorrow and I was wow. like, I was like, absolutely. <laughs> I but wait, 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 wait. But weren't you, weren't you doing radio during this time in Atlanta? I literally, I was, I called my, 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 my program director. was like, yo, Dave Chappelle wants me to come do this, do this weekend. And he was just like, yo, just make sure you have somebody to cover you. Bet. Wow. That's a good look right I, there. I got the homie DJ Jelly to, 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 to cover for me. And I was off. And this show was at uh, was in Penn, was in Pittsburgh. Okay. And it was in a it was in a 
in an amphitheater, 20,000 people, 22,000 people. Mm. So even when we were in Atlanta, by, the, by like at first I didn't know what to expect, but by the end it was like, you know, I started doing my, you know, crowd warm up, you know, like club kind of like vibe, like, you know, keeping, getting people energy, whatever. Right. And so, you know, hosting and stuff like, like, like we do every, every night at the club. So that's facts. When I got there, I was just like, okay, it was a festival. I know this is not the short story, but basically there was a festival and people had been sitting. Basically people got there like four or five o'clock. So by the time Dave came on about nine 30, uh-huh. Like the energy was just kind of flat, you know, yeah, yeah. comedian, 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 comedian. And so I was just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. In my head, I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're about to just turn it up. Just like real quick. Like, you know, they were like, you play like 10, 15 minutes before Dave comes and he's just going to walk on. He doesn't, he right. doesn't like, he has an intro song, but no, no introduction. He just likes to walk on. Right. So I just go ham. And I just like, tell everybody stand up and just straight party 15 minutes like hard 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 then i drop the song he likes to come on he he walks in standing ovation energy the crowd's just like crazy and like after the show he was like yeah that that's the that's it that's 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 it it right there like the the head of live nation was just like yo who are you that's the like that's what we need like when dave comes on stage the people are excited like that and i was just like yo so did those three shows still didn't get the gig like they had that tour they they were just getting people in different cities oh so so they were using other djs in different cities at at that point yeah he didn't have his dj so the same way they had called me and just i had to those atlanta shows was basically yeah 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 city so you know i stayed calling you know just be like yo what's good and they hit me to go to vegas same thing they were like can you do this after party and I was like, bet. They was like, do you want to come to the fight with us? And I was like, Mayweather Canelo fight? Uh, uh, yeah. Is that a question? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Call my program director again. Like, yo, <laughs> they hit me back. <sighs> as long as you have somebody covered. See, but the only, the always a good thing, like when anybody else would like at the radio, like whenever anybody else was gone or if he needed somebody, I always like filled in because I knew. Uh, one day. One day you're gonna need that card, like you know, because you know I always still moved around, like all star, all that stuff. I knew that I would need those (laughs) those points for when I really needed to be out of town. So then did that. Then he had an after party. Then we did another show, killed it. Still, it was kind of like I wasn't, you know, they still kind of like didn't wasn't no official like yo, you're my DJ. And then he was doing some shows in Minneapolis at First Ave, where where Prince filmed Purple Rain, yeah, yeah, the legendary venue. And yeah, yeah. I think they like two days, and he was like, "Nah, I can't go rock with this DJ." They, he he didn't even know my name. He's like, "Get the DJ from Atlanta." <laughs> yo, yo, I came in there. First of all, it's First Ave. It's with Prince filmed Purple Rain, like. Yeah, I, 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 you got you got to play some Prince first off, but you got to play some 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 Prince. some B side Prince. You can't be going there pay, playing what you, you expect to hear. But God, this is when Prince was alive. I was oh he was, crazy still, oh, he was still alive. Oh this is crazy. Shit. I came in on a Wednesday. They hung out with him Tuesday night, and I was just like, 
why did you lose? <laughs> I was like, damn it. It's like, we have to hang out with him another time. Had never met him or anything. I was like, super. I was like, we, yeah. Me and Prince were born on the same day too, so I'm like, yo, we got. Oh, so you was you was amped like, to me, like, homie. Hey, I feel you. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what? Never happened. Never happened. But I went in there and smoked First Avenue, and I, like we were doing two shows a day. Mm. And so in between shows, we were just sitting on stage. And he was like, yo, would you consider being my DJ and just going with, with um, rocking with me all the time? <laughs> of course. Yeah. It, <laughs> That's the that's the long story. That's, that's the long short story. <laughs> long, short story. <laughs> All right, so so I, I have some questions about the long story short. Um, yeah. the, the long short story. So you said you said the festival was was the first thing that that you that you did for him. Now when I hear festival, I'm thinking very diverse crowd. So yes. what do you remember? What you do you remember what you were playing? I do. I play, I played. I started off with Apache. Cause I wanted people to get out of their seat. That's and a very diverse record. You gonna stand up? Record. I, I, I'm trying to think. I probably did like I did Apache. I probably did. It takes two. I did Poison? Cause I wanted like people to dance and move around. Cause yeah. literally, especially as a comedy show, wasn't like like a music festival. So people have been right. sitting down right. like for for hours. So you know, people like you know, and it's the summertime. It's it's like. 80 degrees outside. So right. it's like, I got to get people's energy. Like I got to get the blood flowing. But I feel like the killer is like, I stopped the music and was just like, yeah, I feel like we friends now. And everybody's like, yeah. And then I dropped cheers. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, Definitely a diverse crowd. I mean, I'm putting air quotes, diverse crowd. Are you playing, quit me playing cheers, boy. Let's go. Yeah. Just imagine 22,000 people singing that at the top of their lungs. Yo, I would have had goosebumps. They hear you backstage. They're singing it. Going would have had, had goosebumps back, did, the whole joint. And then after that, I went back and hit him with like Rough Riders Anthem. Like, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Lights out. <laughs> it was over with after that. Yo, oh, you are you are you are you are a a a a, a DJ after, after after my own cloth, sir. That's yes, that's what you do. That's what you do. Um, so a second point I want to bring up about that story is that you mentioned um well we mentioned that you were on the radio in Atlanta um yeah. at the time um the legendary V one hundred three in Atlanta um uh you were on damn so. I've known you a long time, and the times that I've been down in Atlanta, I felt like you were on like damn it every day. Is it like that was like you was on like five days a week, right? Um, on another stage, I used to be on also the legendary Hot 107.9 of Atlanta, the one right, that, right, 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 right. I used to be on Ludacris's show. I used to be on 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 his show like weekdays. That I didn't know. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. I didn't know. I started off. I saw. I started off on his show, um, so I used to do weekdays, and then as as I got older on the radio, I started. I switched from nighttime to the the traffic jam mix. And that's and 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 that I think I think we met during that during that period. I think that's when we met. Yeah. I think like around like two thousand. What's it like two thousand eleven, two thousand ten? I had to be before that. Was maybe it? eight. Or maybe now I don't remember. Cause 
Let me think. Oh, you know what? I might have been on doing I might have been doing internet radio then. Also, okay. I was doing both. So I think I was doing that every day. And then I was doing the weekends on on hot then. And then and then uh I started touring and then I went over to V. Yo, trauma. I I am as we're talking, I'm like, yo, where the where the when the hell did we meet? Cause like I know you toured with artists, so I'm like I'm like thinking I'm like, what did we did we cross paths on a tour somewhere, or was it me coming to Atlanta for a show? I feel like, or was it or was it just our connection to New York? Cause we got the we got some of the same, some of the friends in New York. I can't I couldn't place it. I I can't remember the time, but I remember it was like a specific party. I think either we were DJing together or you were DJing and I just met you or or maybe I might have been performing with somebody. Maybe with Sean Garrett or something. Hmm. I'm not That's sure. Possible. I don't remember either, but but no, I, I, it's, it's... I like you came to Atlanta. I feel like you came to Atlanta. You might have been DJing at the W or something. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Let's 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 roll with that. So I I, I came to Atlanta to DJ a party at the W with my boys who had a clothing line by the name of Cavi. Cavi had a clothing line. Yes, that's what it was. That okay, was so I nine. So... Yes, two thousand nine. Cavi was on fire during that time. Yeah. Everybody had a Cavi shirt. Um, every artist, every rapper, every singer. The clothing line got bootlegged like three or four times. But if you didn't have the official, you wasn't official. Um, shout yeah. to Danny. Shout to Phil. Was. Shout to I Nate. Shout to Vaughn. Right. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! That's, that's, wow, you you took you took it you took it right back to two thousand nine with that. Jesus, um, that was a good that was a cool party. I I didn't embody them. I didn't embody it that night. To in, in my head, I, I did. I it was, was like, kind of like chill though. It was like it was it was Atlanta and Atlanta like everybody's like I don't know. They be they be bougie at those type of events, so they would just yeah, people were just mingling. Cause, right, because I I would I would I would hit a few. I would hit like I would some bangers, and I would get like like them on the floor. And then it would kind of like dissipate. I'm like, no, nah, these, these records are hot. What's going on? But then, like you said, everybody a little too bougie. Also, Atlanta has a, its own way they sequence records. So, like, I, a lot That's of times New York DJs will come down and struggle because Atlanta just play they play they play records different. I, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of a lot of New York cats come down and sometimes like because New York will have like a whole different type of party record than Atlanta will have. And, and it'll be like those one little transition records from in between big hits where people will be like, nah, that's not what, nah. And then they'll and, walk but, and it's crazy. And, and you're right, because that goes for any market, right? Like any yeah. market you're in, you you hit that, that one wrong transition record and it's <laughs> any market you're in. But it's funny because I, I, I literally remember it was a Jeezy record. And like the Jeezy record would hit in New York, and I I I, I checked. I, I it, it might have been my issue, but I checked. I checked. I checked. Um, you know the, the local station. I, it might have been. It, it might have been uh, hot. And I was like, oh, this this record's popping down here. I played the record. That record cleared my floor so quick. I was. I was. Sometimes yeah. like people. Right? Yeah, because it's weird like because because certain especially like jeezy records like the the ones that are on the radio that's not the ones that people really rock to uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it'd be like it, it, it gets you know it's it's such a 
especially for Atlanta, because Atlanta is after about two thousand shit. Like I've, since the two thousand, Atlanta has yeah. been about Atlanta. You know what I mean? And, only. And then it's just like we have our own music scene. Even if we playing everything, we we the, the Atlanta records that are the Atlanta records that people want to hear those. And plus, it was a bougie ass party, so it wasn't like it was a bougie ass party. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like you know what I mean. It was kind of like people. It wasn't compound, okay? All right. People were just kind of like I know I I came with I came with this hot chick. I'm like just <laughs> like. A chick I've been trying to holler at for the for like like two years. So I'm like, oh, we chilling. I'm sitting there drinking. We having a good time. Like I dance a little, chill with the bar mostly. But it was one of those type of parties anyway. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, wow. So 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 let's talk about that for a second. Like mm-hmm. you you're from New York originally, and right. you moved to Atlanta after you went to college, right? When I went to college, I went to college in Atlanta. I went to Clark Atlanta University. Right. DAU, um, <laughs> um, You started DJing in in New York, and then when you get when you got when you went to college down there, you you just continued DJing down there, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I started DJing in New York, but I didn't really do no parties like in high school. Like I wasn't I wasn't the guy. Like my friends were the guys, and I used to, and that's how I even got into DJing because they were DJs. As soon as we got to when we you know freshman year and i was kind of like damn i how did, that's so cool like i was into the technology of it like the turntable the like they were just like yo you could dj too just buy you some equipment and in my head the equipment is so expensive that there's no way i could do this mm-hmm. and i don't have no records you know back then you couldn't just download a, somebody you, right yo t- tell the people about it <laughs> You know, one record was like five bucks. Yep. Or at a cheap store. Yep. About six fifty seven for each record. And if you know you wanted to rock doubles, you had to buy two of the two of the records. So yeah, I was just like, well, I don't got no records and I don't got no equipment. But they were like, just buy some equipment and just start building your collection. Right. It was literally just like that one sentence, and I was just like. Oh, okay. And I ended up buying their old turntables, getting a mixer, you know, the bottom of the barrel, like Gemini, you know, Gemini, everything. Some 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 belt driven t- turntables, my man. Yeah, probably. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yeah. The the beginner for every DJ who who was on a budget. Some so belt driven turntables, my God. And you're like, why can't I cut? Because the belt belt driven. Because of belt. <laughs> learning how to blend but you know it got me in the game i mean i i i literally still have that mixer oh, you know what i mean like i never got rid of it i just nah. i used to use it for everything it's it's a nostalgia at this point right Be- like because it's it's the it's the infancy of your career like it's something that you could always go go back and look at for inspiration to me you know what i mean yeah, for sure and, and i and i i use that mixer <laughs> i still have it at my house in atlanta um <laughs> And I, I just, you know, built my, and then I just started building my collection, basically in high school, building my collection, building my equipment. And then when I went to college is really when I started doing parties, like started off in the cafeteria at Clark, started and then like, I had a friend who was a DJ 
from New York, and he just had that New York hustle. I, I guess we both did. He was like, "Yo, we're gonna throw a party." So we started throwing. We threw our own party, bananas, and it was like we threw our, fo- our first party. It was bananas. We made money. I was like, "Oh, this is what I'm about to do." It didn't always go that way, but mm. I was just like, that. That was kind of like my first semester freshman year. We threw a big party, like weeding period, popped off, and then after that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm DJing." So I, <laughs> I just started, you know, figuring it out, doing all the college parties, started doing clubs here and there. And, uh, you know, right after I got out of college, I got I got on the radio maybe like a year after. Word. So, so how'd that happen? Tell me how that happened. Uh, well, Atlanta, well, a couple of ways. One, I DJed at one of the hot, like, hip-hop clubs oh. in the city. Which um, was what? This spot called uh, Chili Pepper. Okay. And it was like back then, you remember how like hip hop clubs, not so much in New York, but like hip hop clubs, it would be like you would have one each day there was a different club that had hip hop. Because yes. most of the time they didn't have hip hop. So right. Tuesday nights at this one club was the hip hop night. And so I remember, yeah. I did that club and I did another historical like club called I used to just open up called Atlanta Live. So I, I started. Oh. I I started get, getting eyes on me because you know I would I was doing those clubs. Now I had the hustle to get the clubs. I used to do graphics f- for the all the top promoters in the city. Mm. So the second day ha- started like a new night, or, or we're like, I need you. To, we're gonna get start this new night. We need you to do a flyer. The second day, the second question was, who you got DJing? <laughs> oh, even if they were going to use a radio DJ, well, let me open up. Let me open. Word. And you know, and 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 so after that, so that was kind of how. So then, the, the way I actually got on the radio, I had tried to get on the radio right out of college, and they were like, "Oh, you need some more experience." But we we know you're a good DJ, but we don't have any slots, or we get you know, blah 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 blah, whatever. But then it was a bad boy weekend. And of course, I did all the flyers. So I was mm. like, yo, you got to give me at least one night. And I remember there was a club. It was an outdoor patio. I was doing just the outdoor patio, which was not the sexy part. And the main club was over there. Mm-hmm. But my patio was so popping. I think I did two events. And my, my, my I was killing these parties. And the, 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 the program director was just like, oh, we need to have that guy on our team. Before somebody else snatches them up, snatches them up, <laughs> and that's how I that's how I got on. But I used to always have the hustle, like with the with the flyers. So I always had like the before they even could think about who's DJ, and I'd be asking like, "Yo, who's the DJ?" They'd be like, "Damn, son, you damn trauma." <laughs> and then they knew. Then then also it's kind of like, "Yo, if they knew they wanted to get their flyers popping, or they knew I was gonna give them the extra like." Like extra sauce on the flyer, word. If my name's on that flyer, (laughs) (laughs) yo, long time. Well, there's a will, there's a way, my man. That's dope. That's that's a that's a dope story. I never heard that story before. That's dope. Word. Oh, you want this flyer back tomorrow? Who's opening? Was my hustle? I'm telling you. 
and it, and it let me know all the promoters. You know what I'm right. saying? So I had I had like close relationships with every single promoter in the city because I did you know like let's say 70 percent of all the hip-hop club flyers so i knew everybody and you know so a lot of times as a dj knowing somebody and being cool with somebody is how you get gigs that's facts and it only takes so many times to be like somebody didn't show up oh hit trauma they got my number on speed dial because i did the flyers i come in there and smack and smack the party like oh we, we might have to keep him in rotation there you go that's how it worked. How it worked for me a lot of times. A yo, lot of times. Yo, that's an amazing story, bro. I I'd never heard I never heard you tell me that story before. That's dope. That's dope. I was now, fire king. Trust me. When I retired, when I was, it was to the point where promoters would be like, "Yeah, you know, we can't fuck with you because you're not doing the flyers no more. Like you're the guy. Like you're the guy. Like, not doing the flyers no more." And I was just like, "Yeah, I'm I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we begging me, and I'd be like, "All right, let me. Do, I'll do this one, or if it's like a big weekend, I'd be like, All right, I'll do a couple of flyers for you.' But I'd be like, I'm done. Hey, yeah, because 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 you met your ends, right? Like 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 the purpose of you doing these flyers shit was to get in. You in now? So the flyer was to make money, actually. Uh, and what? But what happened was, I was I literally I was making more money doing graphics than I was DJing. Of but course, early on, of course, yeah. It was no, no. I was on the radio seven days a week. Everything I still was doing the flyers. I was doing mm. the flyers until like, I mean, I was already like established, established. I was hot in the club, but you know, I was making six figures with they were flyers. You know what I mean? Like, Word. yeah. I bought my first house with flyers, but yo, shit, was, that's it, amazing, it was, bro. It was stressful, like. That 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 constant pressure, deadline pressure, and and you know that back then used to actually have real flyers yeah. that you had to get printed. So I'd be like talking to printers. Oh, this shipment missed the air. The, the flight. There's a snowstorm. The flight's delayed. Oh. They can't get their flight. It used to be like I could never take a vacation because it's like people still needed their flyers. People I still be on vacation doing flyers or. Shipments are coming in. It would just be crazy. And I was just oh. like, at one point, you start thinking about your quality of life. And I was just like, mm, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> and so I just started scaling back. Yeah. I mean, I, I have friends that do, I did party, like, I threw parties with, and I started like farming the work off to other people. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was just like, oh, we need extra, we need other 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 creative minds and they were just like nah you 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 got and i was like nah i just don't want to do flyers no more yeah <laughs> you know I, I i get it but damn yo that's 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 an amazing statement i never heard you you're, you're probably the second or no, third person i heard tell me that they bought a house off making flyers that's dope that's dope yeah yeah, yeah. it was because especially back then you had to have fly that, that was how you one, there were so many clubs. Two, that's how that's how you had to promote. So right, right. That that was the that was the way to promote. There wasn't. There was. This is like pre real internet, right? So like, yeah, you was, ain't yeah, barely internet. I used to right. you know, I had to scan all my pictures from magazines. So I spent a lot of time in like with the magazines. I had subscriptions to all the fashion magazines. Um, 
yeah, it was crazy. There was barely any internet back then. Right. It was what? What was it? A uh, uh, prodigy? What was it? The prodigy joint? I remember when I remember when broadband came. It used to take. Just imagine to send a JPEG used to take like 15, 20 minutes. I remember when broadband came. I was just like, "This is the greatest thing ever." <laughs> I was just like, "Wait, I can send a flyer in sixty seconds." It was like it was like mind blowing. Facts. <laughs> you know, I would be sitting there like a half hour. Don't let some some something happen where it got disconnected and you got to do it again. Um, and the phone line got disconnected. Right, 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 right. Cause, 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 cause it's right. Cause that, that was, that was the, that was the house line word. Don't let, don't let someone pick up the house line while you, while you're on the internet. I had a, I had a dedicated, so that's how, like, that's how serious I was. Well, I had an office. At a uh, I was, I was, I, I was, I was just being funny, but yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I, for real, it, yeah. No, no, no. Like I started in the house and like I started, I was, I, just a mat, I used to have promoters just in my house. You know what I mean? I, like, like I remember, I did a flyer for when Jay Z did his first show in Atlanta. Mm. Kenny Burns was promoting it, and like the, everybody's in my house, like, "Yo, gotta get this flyer done." Of course, everybody waits to the the twelfth day before flyer. Yeah, so they're in my house, and I used to just have people in my bedroom because my computer was in my bedroom. Like you know what I mean? Like it was to be crazy. <laughs> But this is how this, this 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 was how I gained a lot of my relationships in 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 my career was from doing those flyers because I knew all the promoters and and then a lot of times the All Star Weekend was in Atlanta all the promoters in different cities like I, I I ended up knowing a lot of them because of that and even if they wouldn't like fly me up to DC at least I could go to the club and get it for free and what ended up happening is when I started touring I'd be like yo I'm gonna be in your town I got so and so with me. Even even just, yo, I can let you in the club and y'all have no problems. That was that was currency. Word. And and then you know I would do every now and then they I could do after parties with a lot of these club owners you know because like also weekend in D.C. Houston where, where else it was in Philly like I started knowing all the promoters because they they needed flyers or they would partner up with people in Atlanta to do flyers to anyway. That was my hustle. Bought nah, my first, and bought my nah, first house with that. That's crazy, bro. Two with that. Oh, we said two houses. Okay, don't pop your collar too hard on me, my guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 do you still own both of the, both of those spots in Atlanta, or or you you sold I, one, rented it out? I sold I, I sold one of them. I sold the other one because so I, I uh, was tired of being a landlord at that yeah. time because I I was like busy busy with the DJing. That's why, you know, on a radio five, seven, five to seven days a week in the clubs, five to seven days a week. It was just hard to like maintain. So, so you've, you've, you've already called yourself the mayor of Atlanta on this, on this podcast. Um, what, <laughs> that's, what, what, that's what, that's what people, that's what my friends used to call me. Cause I couldn't walk anywhere. Like my friends from out of town yeah. could walk anywhere without seeing somebody, even to this day. Like I don't haven't lived in Atlanta in six years. No matter where I'm at, I know somebody. I mean, yo, you like you said, you were the flyer guy, you were on the radio, and you were in the clubs. So you gonna know everybody. Um how how was how okay, so 
give me give me the give me the time frame that that you were running these clubs. Like this was like what two thousand what? I had. I, it's funny because my my career was never like linear. Yeah. So ninety seven to two thousand one two. Yeah. I was in the clubs real heavy. My younger. DJ trying myself, just getting, you know, trying to hustle to get, just be known, getting on the radio. Um, and then once I was on the radio, I started doing live broadcasts. And I, I kind of like, you know, I don't have to work as hard being in the clubs every night. And I still have my graphics business, which is now in, from 99 to 2004, 3-4 is really how I make most of my money. So then, you know, I don't want to DJ during the week as much. I want to do Friday, Saturday. So then like, you know, 2002, 2003, you know, clubs closed down and I'm just kind of like, ah, okay, I'm cool. I don't need, I don't need to DJ. Right. So then there's a break for a couple of years. Then there's a point where we have the super friends and basically the Super Friends was a DJ co uh, crew that my boy Mars started, and I was probably like, you know, one of the top people in the crew, and uh, and then we kind of pushed DJs to the forefront. The way you see DJs in the forefront in Atlanta now, that sparked the movement. Um, and at the time, we, it was it was me, Mars, my boy Shaquem, who DJs for like Bow Wow, my boy. Fahrenheit, who DJed for Jeezy, um, Drama was in it. Shout the Drama, you know, Don Cannon. Since that whole affiliate crew, they were super, they were part of. They, they were super friends early. Okay, I, I I knew Drama was. I I didn't know I didn't know, I didn't know Cannon was. Okay, all three of them were. Then they branched off and, and formed the affiliates. Um, they uh. And we basically ran the clubs. Like we were all the DJs in the clubs. Like when All Star Weekend happened in Atlanta, we were in all the top clubs. Oh no, I remember because I, I was I started coming to Atlanta in like '03, and I would see yeah. Super Friends on everything. So yeah. go ahead. Mar Mars and Fahrenheit had visions. Uh, my boy Tay Rock and them had like the Frank Ski wherever Frank Ski was. Um, Shaquem. He was always on the road. He was on he was on the road with Bow Wow. But when he would mm -hmm. come into town, he would do like the all the Jermaine stuff. Mm -hmm. And then me, I kind of was fitting in where I got in, but I wasn't really DJing that crazy. I, I feel like I had maybe one club, one weekly. But if not, I was doing all the flyers. I knew business. I knew all the promoters, and I knew how to 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 market. So I used to design all of our our stuff and. We had baseball cards. We had we had van wraps. Like we had like probably like three van wraps with all our pictures on the van. Like when people started seeing that, and then we would come in with we with the jerseys, everybody with the jerseys. And so I would I would be like part of the orchestra helping orchestrate a lot of that and market. And I had all the relationships because I was still on the radio. Mm. So I had all the relationships with the with the labels and just clothing lines because I used to tour and stuff like that. So I spent that time in my career working on that a lot, and and so and doing the flyers and stuff like that. So I wasn't really gigging like that. 
And then slowly but surely, like, and, and I used to help throw the parties and I used to get the sponsorships. And that's how, like, I used to make my money. And then my, like, I used to just do my birthday party and I could live off that for like two, three months. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get it. It was crazy. Like, that was like, and I started being like, well, why, why am I DJing other people's parties? And I started throwing my own parties. Then it was a phase where I was throwing your own parties is a lot of work. Didn't facts. Didn't, didn't really love it. That's not really my strength. You know, a lot of there's some promoters like that's they love to promote. They love to be selling, selling, selling. I'm not a big. That's not really my thing. So then there was a point where like what happened was all the super friend DJs started going on tour with people because all the you know people because Atlanta music just started blowing up. Right. Got, this is like two thousand two three. Yep. T.I. was probably, T.I. just starts coming out. Yep. Monica now is popping off again. Yep. Luda. Uh, um, Luda. Like, yeah, J.C. Luda's DJ was a, was a super friend. Like, uh, yep. um, then, like, Jeezy started popping up. When Jeezy came, popped off in, like, 2005 or 5-ish, 6-ish. 5, 6, yeah. So, basically, all the other DJs who were, who were the our top DJs left to go on tour. So the club owners were kind of like, well, we need, like, there started being just vacancies all over the place. You know, that's when, like, Infamous started to, to like, be become big in Atlanta because right. Mars Mars left Vision and Fahrenheit had left Vision. They started moving, you know. And so then I started being like, you know, I'm about to get back on, on my DJ shit and keep my set. I started falling off the graphics. Just like, let me just focus on DJing. So then mm -hmm. you got from 2006, six seven. To like 2010, heavy in the clubs, compound, the Essos, the Velvet Rooms, the like the kind of like, like iconic clubs oh. you know of Atlanta. Velvet Room was crazy. Oh man, Hung and Groove. Like it was a point where I like every hot club a night. I was I, Monday was Lotus slash then turned to Tongue and Groove. Tuesday, I forgot what Tuesday was. I think I was off Tuesday. Then Wednesday I did Sweet. It was called Sweet. Yeah, I think it was called Sweet. Then I did that. But I did all. Basically, I did like a lot of the hot clubs. That yeah, yeah, Beam. Yeah. I did SO Compound, Double Room, and so then I kind of moved into that part, that era when I was doing clubs a lot. And then in 2008, I went to Africa for the first time that Christmas, and I was just like, "Yo, I on some personal play. shit, or you got booked out there to, to play?" I got booked out there. Some cats saw from, me in the from, velvet room. Go ahead. There's so many cats saw me in the velvet room doing TI's um album. I think a platinum party, maybe, mm -hmm. or something, something like that. Album release party, platinum party, something like that. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, yo, we need to get that dude in Africa. Brought me out there, and that shit changed my life. Cause I started like it was like What country I, and city, sir? I was I went I, I DJed in Lagos, Nigeria mm. for two weeks. I had I did like a residency. I, I DJed there like you played out there for two weeks. Six, yeah, Woo! like seven nights. Woo! And you know, I was in there like, this is like, they were playing. I, I didn't really think they would be playing hip hop, but I came in there. And I'm like, oh, y'all like Jeezy. Yes. I'm just like, yes. I go in there, just do the thing. Yes. And yes. I've, I've, I've been out there twice. I've been out there once with Fab and somebody else I've been out there with. So, no, nah, they, they know it. They know all that. Crazy, Go ahead. Crazy, because this is like now the internet is getting popular. Yes. So yes. the world got smaller. Yes. And so, man, I was just like, I need to be. And then I started, like, 
knowing people either out there or they knew my friends in London who knew my friends. And it's like, I started being like, oh, this world is small. And I started being like, oh, well, I want to go started politicking. And then I went to South Africa. And then I went, I, you know, I started moving around and then I was like, oh, I need to be on the road. I started doing small gigs here and there. Some of them didn't really pay that well, but it put me in a different, you know, put me in a different realm. Even Atlanta DJs would be like, yo, you're like, yo, you're doing a party in like Australia. Or, oh, you're doing a party in wherever. Even, even if they didn't pay that well, it, it started to broaden my base and my appeal. And, right. and then I started doing tour with Sierra and then I was all over the world doing stuff. So and, how, how, how long, how long were you with Sierra for? Probably like two years, maybe. That, that was during the first project? No, this is like, this is after her first, this is probably after her third project. Mars okay. used to be her DJ. Right. Mars left. Mars went to do Neo. So then. Which, 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 which is a bigger ticket. And yeah, I get it. Right. Because she was like, she didn't have no, she didn't have no albums or anything. She still did a lot of like spot dates. Because she's a name. So she's still going go to go, go do these shows. Yeah. So, you know, they brought me all over the world. You know what I mean? Went to Africa, Australia, Kazakhstan, China, like all over. So it was my first time to really get to see the world. And after that, I was just like, yeah, I don't want to go back. <laughs> I was like, Atlanta. That's when I started being like, I'm phasing out of Atlanta. Because I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is dope. Uh, this is a dope base. This is where the music's coming from. But the world is huge. And the way they respect DJs is different. Mm -hmm. That's what I started to notice. I was like, oh, even though we had pushed DJs to the forefront in a way in Atlanta, and a lot of people from out of town were hearing about the Atlanta DJs, but in the clubs and stuff in Atlanta, you still get no respect. Really? No, no zero. <laughs> and so I started to be like, oh, okay unless you threw your own parties. I started mm. getting more respect when like homecoming, you start throwing parties that had like 2000 people. And like that one Friday, clubs used to be light. You know what I mean? And people yeah. started being like, oh, and then I throw my birthday party. And I got 2000 people and the club was light that night. Or when my party was over, we went to the club. We, 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 we bought a section and popped. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Then they started to respect me more, but that's because it was because of something else. They respected my my business, but not me as a DJ. But uh, and when I started to see that, and I love Atlanta. Atlanta's a great town. It was where I started, but I realized that I could do bigger things. And so then that's what I started trying to do. I started trying to do stuff everywhere. Right, right. That's and 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 now I understand more clearly why you why you were pushing so hard on the on the Chappelle thing because it's like you need like you want some like I I need to I need to I need to expand the brand because even though Atlanta is home, the band the the, the brand needs to be expanded on on a, on a larger level. And, um, and it was like that two thousand to two thousand nine ish. Atlanta was like so popping. Facts like, in terms of like you had clubs every single day of the week and you might have two three clubs every day of the week and you know it 
it was fun. You know, the pay was okay. You could make a li- you could make a good living. Yeah. And and but it was just like you were in your own bubble. It was like a whole Atlanta bubble. And what I realized when I started moving around, and then I go to LA, and I even though I'm popping in Atlanta, I can't get into a club in LA. You're like, wait, I'm popping, popping in Atlanta, but I'm not popping anywhere else. Whereas, like, if you're a popping DJ in New York, you're popping everywhere because it's an international city. Or if you're popping in Miami, you're popping everywhere because it's an international city. And Atlanta isn't really like an international city. Okay. LA, and it's not a lot of, like, Miami is not necessarily an entertainment industry hub, but it's an international city. All, all the models come to do fashion weeks there. Basil, you know, like all, all the the Europeans come. So when they hear a dope DJ there, they're like, they start going back to wherever they, they, they're from and start talking about that DJ. And I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. Like, like, like more, more people uh, travel internationally to a New York, a Miami, a LA versus in Atlanta which is more of a cultural thing for us. Like, right. like we as we as black people go to Atlanta because it's popping. But you know, people who like live if I in, wanted to do yeah. if I wanted to do the South Midwest circuit, I Atlanta is the place for you. Right. Like from right. there. Cause, cause, I, at, you know, I would get the make Bama, it. Bama, Missouri, Louisiana. Yeah. Go I, up, go I, up. Yeah. But especially being from New York, that wasn't that's not where I wanted to be. I, I would and I was more like I'm doing the sexy parties. Like my parties that I'm doing is gonna be 60, 70% women. You know, if there's gonna be that the model chicks are gonna be on my parties. Like that's that's more my vibe than I follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it hood shit. So yeah, nah, cause cause that's 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 your personality. Like you like like tra- trauma ain't 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 the one in, you know, with the burner in the car. That's not trauma. <laughs> okay. Um Yo, so, so to speed up the story, just 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 a little bit, like you, yeah. you um, um, you decided to to expand expand the the brand a little bit, and yeah, you 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 got a slot with Dave. You've been with Dave for eight years now. Um, yeah. um, you picked up someone else along along the way too, Tiffany Haddish. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so so on top of Dave and and Tiff, like like. You the comedy DJ go to guy right now for the heavy hitters. <laughs> you are. I and, wouldn't and, say it like that, but you come know. on, dog. Like, look, look. Those, those are, those are, those are two of the heaviest hitters in our in our culture, and in, if, if if I dare say, the business right now, right? True, um, true. Like, like <laughs> who else? Who else is on that level? Seinfeld. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just kind of organic that I ended up picking up Tiffany because we we were all hang out together. You know what I mean? Right. She's friends with Dave. And we just be all like we were all in Abu Dhabi kicking it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or out in LA. I, I was throwing comedy shows in LA with my partner. You were throwing comedy shows. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was throwing them. I, I wasn't on stage or anything. But of course <laughs> not, but 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 you but you yeah. were organizing comedy shows. I didn't but know I that. Doing, okay. I was doing it with my partner. She's like more like the but I was doing with my partner and we were doing it at like, you know, the hot spot out here. So, you know, I ended up meeting her and talking to her a bunch of times. So it was, it was organic. I got um, you. I... 
so 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 is so is that the reason for, for the LA move? Because you 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 moved out of you moved out of Atlanta, moved to LA, um, five six ago six years ago you said right? Yeah, six years. So Honestly, I had been trying to move out of Atlanta from 2010 when I started touring. I came to New York. Remember, I, I was in New York for like a whole a whole long time. I was bumping to you all in the street. Yeah, I mean, but, I, but I thought you were just visiting. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think you was like like trying to come back up here. I was. I I I wasn't. I wasn't. I was considering it, mm. and so I was dating somebody up there. So I was just I was just in New York all the time. And when I would tour, I would just be like, "Yo, just fly me from New York." And so I was just spending time in New York. Trying to figure out what I realized is like, oh yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to live here. This life's too hard up there. I was like, you know, I've been living in Atlanta. I got my house. I got my car. You know, I got like everything is easy in Atlanta, fam. It's easy. It's way, it's way easier. I was just like, just just parking was was stressing me. <laughs> Word. I like, Yo, I can't take this. It's killing me. <laughs> the alternate side. You cold to the club, and now it's late. And you trying to find a parking. Yo, at 4 a.m. trying to find a parking spot, and if you don't own a garage or if you not have garage parking, you are finished. I promise you, I, I didn't, I, I wouldn't have moved back to New York just for that. That shit was stressing me out. And I was just like, you know what? And so I had already been trying to leave, and then I went back to Atlanta, then I went, got on the radio, and I was like, oh, let me, I give, you know, do the radio thing again. And I just realized, yeah, this is not necessarily for me. I, I've outgrown this. So... I went to visit, I did a Nike thing in LA and I kind of was like, it was like January and I went and it was like 75 degrees. And I was just like, you know, and I think as you get older, your priorities change, your your activities change. As I got older, I was, you know, I was into like running and half marathons and hiking and just doing different things. Yeah. So I, I was, the lifestyle of LA is kind of the main reason why I left. Yeah. And I realized also, like, business-wise, it could be great. I didn't know it was going to be this great. It's great, but yeah. I definitely knew that the business side, but just just, just the, the 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 lifestyle and just being able to be in a different scene. and just I was just growing, and I just felt like Atlanta was too small for me. So I moved, and it was the best thing I ever did in my life. So, so, so yo, like, like. Yo, I'm sure you you know this being out there for for the time I'm, time amount these years you've been out there. But all of my New York friends moved to LA, and they were like, "Come to LA, come the on." Great thing is, like, I came right, like I wasn't like right when that New York transition started happening. Like, I wasn't like it probably started happening around 2012, 2013. Yeah. But like when I got there, like between. 2000 when i got there january 2015 to like 2016 like you i knew like 20 people that moved it was like yep. everybody was moving like like and it was just like jay moved <laughs> like lenny s moved like i just started knowing people i was just like it was like all my all my industry friends like so many of my industry friends just started moving there like that 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 one year was just a mass exodus to la new york which, which is which, which 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 is which is which is crazy to me, because I mean, look for for certain from certain for certain avenues of the business, I get it. Like all the all the studios in New York are closed, so people move to LA. Songwriting, producing, yes. all right, cool, get that. But from a DJ standpoint, I I was always super hesitant because I'm like, like L- LA parties are different than New York parties, and they're different than than the Atlanta parties. It just but different. you want to know what what happens. Mm. The New York DJs come and come rock 
or the Atlanta DJs come rock and they're just like, it's like, especially if you're, if you're in town enough to know the LA stuff too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it seems like you're creating magic. <laughs> or it's they're not used to that type of energy because yeah. LA DJs kind of DJ different. Mm. And so you're just bringing something different, which they don't get all the time. And so then they love it. And okay. Like you're giving them that, you know what I mean? People in Cali are so laid back. And now there's so many outsiders. It is, it's, you know, I would say most of the people who have moved, they don't really do traditional LA stuff. They do Hollywood, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills type stuff, downtown stuff. And that's right. full of people from all over the country. Right. And so, you know, if you if you're a DJ that knows how to rock all over the country, it's easy. Okay, okay. But I, I've been. I, I, y'all, go ahead. You know, I also was fortunate to be able to be touring at the same time. So I never like when I came home to LA, I never was press. So. Right. I didn't really start DJing stuff and people didn't really know who I was really for about two years, three years. Right. I would say 2015. I might, I don't think I did any LA gigs, any, I might've done one or two, maybe, Mm. but you know, a little bit, but I always was, I was going out and meeting people going out. You got the networking, right. Right. Because, because because you you have the I don't want to say the advantage but but the but like not not the, the worry of of thinking about getting LA gigs because you go on you on the road you come home you network you you you're, you're building your your network as you as you're home on break so yeah, I'm just I'm just sitting here just you know kicking it and then right oh and then what would happen was Dave would come to town and I'd be like oh let's go to this party now I walk into this party with Dave and it's just like Oh shit! Oh, you brought Dave to my party. I fucks with you. I, I get it to get where I go because once I go in there and I start spinning, and I'm destroying these joints, that people then people just started fucking with me, just because. Right. And because I don't want to be the weekly DJ. I, I'm no threat to a lot of you know the other DJs because so they they be cool too. Like I, I if I'm gonna come, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the week that you want to go somewhere. I'll DJ that week if I'm in town. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's not like, right? I'm not trying to take nobody's slot. I think that's that's my my challenge about LA because I don't want to. I'm not here to like take anybody's spot. I just want to just get get my legs moving in LA and and see what's what. But I, I might take your advice and, and come out there and, and play a few, play a few gigs. I've never I've only played like clubs in LA maybe two or three times and the energy is the energy from the from the crowd is just a little different you know what i mean so it you got to kind of and it, it's just like it's just like playing anywhere else but la is so la, LA is also so la like atlanta where they have yeah. their own thing you kind of got to like be able to tune into what that thing is and then then it's easy but the thing about la and really it's the private parties that where I make we make the money, like right, and 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 that's my space nowadays. Anyway, like I'm I'm a more I'm more event based driven. Yes, so like how it is in New York, 
like it's even more in LA because mm. you got the whole TV Hollywood, not just music industry. I, New York has fashion, so you, that 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 that's a big event space, you know, event category that you could do too. But like, there's so much stuff here to do, especially compared to Atlanta. Like, you're right. Most of the DJs who are like the influencer DJs, they don't do clubs. Yeah. Well, probably because half the time because they can't because they're not good enough. Oh to shit! Like, to party, to like party rock. It's a yeah, yeah, I get skill. you. It's, it's different. different. And you know, a lot of them play like the cool shit. They can do that. Oh no, 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 no party shit. They, they, they. It's, it's, it's just, just, it's just, you know, the yeah. mellow, mellow shit. I got you. Even I do parties, and like the DJs, they, they're like the anti. They're, it's almost like the anti trying to play the hits. They just want to play the remixes, the cool shit. And me as a DJ, I love to hear it. But then when it ends up happening, when it's time to party, then it's just like, yeah, yeah, you need to get up there. <laughs> we gotta turn this up please like right now so what are we doing hey um, events crazy you, you you don't have to do no clubs out here and I, I, I to be honest with you like that's that's my space nowadays anyway i honestly do i, I do clubs nowadays for practice because when you when i said i do clubs to keep my skills sharp because you you get that 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 regular person response you know what i'm saying like you're you're, you're, if, if, you, if you're getting booked by a client on a on an A-list level, you want to be sharp. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you do the clubs. Um, yo, so I, I want to transition to to uh, your other COVID space, which is your streaming. Um, yeah. You stream damn near every day, sir. Um, I do. It, yeah, not every day, but like five days a week. But it's funny because I started off like I'm going to do every day of the week. Then I was like, nah, this is too much work. I'm gonna just do Friday and Saturday. Then it was just like, well, I like doing more days a week or I like, it's like, and then the thing was, I didn't necessarily have to be, I don't have to be, I'm consistent, but I don't have to be on a schedule necessarily if I don't want to right. be. Right, right. So that's the thing I like about streaming. Um, if people follow you, because like you're developing what I what you're doing when you stream, you're developing a base, which is different from radio, where a lot of people are just listening to they they listen to, to the radio, they're not listening necessarily for you sometimes. Yes. But you can, the people who are listening to they're coming for me most of the time. Right. Um, and I was able to like really start honing in on my branding in in this in this in this era of my career, where it's just a little different. It's different from when I was like 20 years ago, when I was like heavy on flyers and stuff like that and doing like, you know, all the campaigns with my face on it and stuff like that. You know, it's a little different look. So I was sort of, you know, honing in on what DJ Trauma is right now. What do we do right now? I started honing in on my merch, which I was always did merch here and there, especially when I was on tour, but now it's just like, like I've just was working on it yesterday. I'm gonna have a damn near clothing line. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> um, but 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 that's that's partially because you, you yo your 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 name is easy to to change into something that is marketable, right? Like DJ Trauma. Okay, emergency unit. Okay, uh, like 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 it's easy to 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 
use trauma and turn it into something else that is marketable and put on a shirt, which which is dope. Mm -hmm. But also, like even like my 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 what I what I when I say honing on your brand and you start honing into the, like some maybe some of the things that you say or what you represent. So my way in the world is DJ Trauma. That's merch too. That's or, a hashtag and, and merch. Yeah, and like. You know, so you start, you just start honing in and really like focusing in what makes you you, and then, and then, and then pushing that out there. You know what I mean? So like, I think, yeah, I mean, during this COVID, I, I got to think about who's DJ Trauma a lot, and and then start to kind of move in a way that that instead of moving like this, like oh, and you know, not necessarily knowing what. I am just doing all types of stuff. I like, okay, this is my lane. I know what my lane is. Now let's just push forward in this lane and and, and run a hundred miles with this lane right here. Right. Um I and, I, I think go ahead. And I, and I, I think it's it's been working for me. Do you think? <laughs> you have an amazing year, my G. I I saw you surfing. Come on, stop. <laughs> But I think I mean that 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 kind of feeds into even to to everything is just like I'm trying to quality of life, enjoy my life. The more the more I enjoy my life, the better my DJing is. Right. You know, if I'm like, you know, oh, and you know, there's so many DJs like, oh, these promoters ain't shit. They're not trying to do this and they're trying to do that. And da, 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 da. Like I, when I leave that, and if I, you just if you let that energy go, you're you're and focus on. You know, I do this because I love it, and I focus in on. Honestly, yo, I'm gonna tell you, I was on this. I was on this call with D Nice, and they were just talking about you know how he break broke the broke Instagram with, and he was just talking about. It, and he's just like, yo, when I go up there every day, it's like, I just, I'm, I just focus on. I love music, and I'm doing what I love, and it just, it just, I just get inspired every day. And I was just like, yeah, I, I promise you the next day, I was just like, y'all had the best set ever. I was just like, let me just, <laughs> let me just focus on what I love. Like, let's just go. And like, yo, I promise you for like the next two, three, four weeks, people were just like, yo, you were inspired. Like, you know, like, and if you felt like when you focus on, on that, like the money comes, everything comes. Like if you focus on why you love it, loving the music, um and i mean obviously you got to play stuff that people like it but if you really focus on the, on your passion everything else comes um before we go trauma i i want you to tell me one last story and i i know the story but i don't know if everyone else knows the story about when you dj'd for jay and beyonce please <laughs> Tell the people that amazing story. Wait, which one? I don't know. Ah, where's my bum? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yo, you know they be hitting you with the the like the the, the crazy NDAs. But I mean, I started DJing for them because honestly, one of my homeboys is like, "Yo, I need you to." This is right. This is like when I first moved to LA. This is really one of the things that helped me move. This is like two thousand. 16 like i still hardly was doing any parties my, but my boy was just like yo can you do me the solid it's my friend's birthday and she wants to do a party and it's going to be like it's going to be dope there's all heavy hitters are going to be in there and 
you know, this is, this is one of my guys. So I was just like, yeah. And then it's funny because me and Beyonce, she's Beyonce's cousin, my friend Angie, she, we met and then me and her clicked like, yo, like, you know what I mean? Like before the party, we were like, yo, we're going through music. Like we just, you know how you just click with somebody It's like, yeah, I'm hyped to do this party. So, you know, do this party, Jay and him are there. And you know, I'm from, I used to live in Atlanta. I can't say I'm from Atlanta, but I'm from Atlanta. And I just, you know, like, but I'm also from New York. So I play all the like New York, like old school shit. Then oh, I go, so you already had it. You had the down south music for B and you had that New York I, flavor for Hove. Like, Cause I travel, like I know the New Orleans and I know the Houston shit. Right. And I hit them with that fucking, what's that? If you ever do a party for them and you hit that, hit that Jubilee, Get it ready. Oh, that, that that Louisiana shit out of here. On the dance floor, getting it in, and you know, like, and then they just started calling me for stuff, like, you know, I've I've done a couple of their Halloween parties, I've done, I did, I did Jay's, um, I did his, uh, I did his um foundation dinner. Mm. And I did a set, so like one of the sets that I I did that really when they really really start like fucking with me is um I do samples because like I I did um I did uh Kelly's uh, husband Tim I did his birthday party mm-hmm. and it wasn't a party it was a dinner for thirty people it's like I was like what am I gonna play like am I you're not turning up you're not like you know what I mean so I was like well let me think outside the box and I do this set where I play samples. But I don't like play the whole record. I just I, I play like a little bit of the record and let the break, and then I move. And I could do this for like I could do this for like two three hours. Right. And all like you know all the Kanye all the J like, and so I just do that while they're, while they're, everybody's eating dinner, and you just kind of start you know people are just like like oh shit you know they they just vibing. Right. And then I remember I played I played uh, um um is it pa- Pablo. I know what it's called. Is that called Pablo? Pa- Picasso. Excuse me. Oh, the Picasso me. record. Yes. Picasso. But I play the original, and it's the it starts off exactly like the record for a while, and then it starts to go do weird stuff, and you start seeing like J Lo. People looking. Yeah. It's like is that's the original? He comes over to the DJ. He's like, "That's the original," and, and I go, "Yeah," and he goes. <laughs> and then just walks off. <laughs> and then like that same party, Nipsey was there. Mm. And he comes up like, yo, I'll pay you to make me this mix. And I was like, I already got mixtapes like this. I, I, I'll just send it to you. Give me your number. I'll send you the links. And that was like kind of the first time. I met him before, but that was the first time we like really like ha- had conversations. And then right after that, he hit me maybe like, like a week later, like, yo, I want you to DJ my Grammy party. Like when he was, his album was nominated for uh, for best for best um, album, best mm-hmm. rap album. Mm-hmm. So he did like a party before the Grammys. So I ended up DJing that for him. And then like a week later, Jay hit me like, yo, I need you to do my, I need you to do my um, Oscar gold party. His people hit me. Mm. And I was just like, uh, yeah, that <laughs> party is top three parties I've ever DJed in my life. Literally, wow. why? Why do you say like, that? 
just every reason. <laughs> my, what, so, bro, so, my so, so, so you were you were in the bag. For my performance, the yep. people in the room, uh, how I even came to to DJ because I was opening. Oh. So how I even came to doing the extra the 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 extra end of the party slot was a whole nother story in itself. Then like my people came, Dave, Tiff, they all end up coming. So now they're at the DJ booth rocking with me. Like it was just crazy. It was just a night. It was, it was, it was literally like anybody you could think of in music. Was the, the top 10 sellers in music were all like in rap were all there. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Kobe was there. You know what I mean? It's kind of like crazy. that. Crazy. Like everybody. Crazy. Like I was just like, I've never been, I've never ever been in a room that star studded before. Ever. That's crazy. Never. Yo. So so top top three party of, of all time. That's that's a, that's a statement, my guy. Like by far. It's like it's in there. Like, like, like <laughs> like I was getting calls from people like in New York, like, yo, yo, I heard you did that thing last night. Like, like, <laughs> like it was that party. It was that type of party. Like people were calling me who weren't at the party who heard that I destroyed this party. And I was just that's like, the type, that's that's a, that's that's the type of things you 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 want to you want to you know immortalize. However, those NDAs are are more important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't Definitely ever disrespect the, the NDA. NDA ever, because because your check will stop. Shout out to the, all the NDAs out there. I've signed a few myself over the years. Trust me. It was a good time, though. Um, trauma. I, I, I. Speaking of time, I, I, I've taken enough of, of yours today, my friend. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for all the stories. It was good to catch up, man. Good to tell some of these stories. I haven't thought about them in a while. So. Um, trauma. What's what's your IG for the people? Let them know where they can find you doing your thing on on Twitch and all that, please. For sure. My IG is DJ Trauma. My Twitch is DJ Trauma. Uh, let's see what else. Twitter is DJ Trauma. Uh, and if you want to get some of that merch, it's at the traumaunitshop.com. Um, and, you know, catch me somewhere in the world rocking. Where in the world is Trauma? trauma. We moving. Woo, trauma, you've been moving since last summer. Stop it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is yo. This is one of my friends, and I respect him so much as a DJ. My God, DJ Trauma. Um, thank you so much again for your time, brother. This is Wave Files, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah.